those it's alive You're better off dead if you only knew You thought life's taking a dive I've never seen anything like it before This amoeba's got a mind of its own But don't turn away you stupid science work This is reaching for the telephone
People, this is a flat black plastic show. Welcome to late seventies, early eighties, Los Angeles. Uh, you got, you're in tune to the Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Keep digging. I used to be frightened. That one discriminate league. No more than what they used to be. Deep rooted in cold. 
Hey, this is the Flat Black Plastic Show for all you people that like to hear good music. And it's the mutinyradio.fm is a station. Here's some more flesh eaters.
And we're back. How is everybody? To get a little fresh air, step outside, look up at the moon, space out for a second, realize you had to breathe again. Okay, good. Let's keep this show rolling. We having a good time? Make some noise. Let's bring the energy back up. We're here. We forgot what we were doing for a minute, but now we're back. We're back, and the next man coming to the stage, very funny. Please make some noise for Edsel Mack. How the fuck are you guys doing? How are you doing tonight? Um, I actually have a confession, and I don't think this one's going to go over too well. I actually don't think weed should be legal. I know. Fuck all of you. I know. Stock of gas. Um... But, I mean, for you guys, yes. You're good people. For my mom and dad who have chain-smoked marijuana since they were 12, yes, weed should be legal. For my brothers, all three of them, who've been smoking and selling weed since middle school, weed should be fucking legal. But not for my ass. <laughs> weed should be illegal for me. Um, my mom does cute shit when she's high. She, the other day, was on the couch and goes... <sighs> Edsel Mack, I want to ride a giant Galapagos land tortoise someday. I know. So I'm picturing this woman (laughs) on a tortoise with a fucking saddle, for some reason, I don't know why in my head, and a (laughs) moo-moo, and my brother, who is equally as intelligent in smoking with her, goes, why the fuck would you want to do that? Why wouldn't you just get a snapping turtle? Oh, yeah, because he's just as smart. And they start arguing. It's like a boxing match at the Special Olympics. And um, I live with my aunt and help take care of her. She has special needs. She's amazing, amazing. She has Down syndrome. And she's in the kitchen watching them, making a hand sandwich. And she looks at them and goes, you're fucking retarded. Now, the reason I should not be smoking weed, <laughs> the reason that um, weed should be illegal for me is because I'm a monster when I'm high. Um, my brothers call me the one-hit wonder, the Millie Vanilli, the Michelle and Degliacello, because it takes one puff of weed for me to get high, and then I do the meanest, most heinous shit. Um, <laughs> this is going over really well, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> tough crowd, sorry. All, th- all these jokes about weed to a really high crowd. Um, so <laughs> the other, uh, when I first uh, shit balls, I'm high too. And this is why I should not be smoking weed or in a room <laughs> of people smoking weed. So um, I used to teach in Napa. Um, and it was kind of conservative town. And um, kind of, just a little, little, little bit of a bubble. I don't know. And... Um, <laughs> I have another confession. I am, um, I am also gay. <laughs> she said, "Where's your, where's my gays at?" That that was me. I was in the corner, like me, right over here, <laughs> over here. And, and it doesn't have a place to come up in the classroom, obviously. Um, but it did the other d- uh, the other day, or at least I thought it did, when one of my students raised their hand, and um, I called him. I was like, "Aiden, what is it?" And he's like, "Mr. Mac, what team are you on?" Oh yeah. <laughs> I heard that, Dan. I heard that gas. 
I went to a dark place, people. I was thinking, what fucking Jesus freak parent set this little motherfucker up for this shit? I'm gonna fucking lock the door, start donkey punching one of these little motherfuckers at a time. Fucking take two of the Spanish speaking mijos, hop in my scion. I'll be halfway to Mexico before the principal finds out. Use one to translate, one for collateral. And then it, it hit me. Um, each grade is broken up into teams, and the teams are named after different schools. They were just asking which group I was in. So I go, Aiden, what team do you think I'm on? And he goes, Mr. Mack, you're a bear. Oh, yeah. Shocker. Um, for you breeders in the audience, that's what we call you. <laughs> because you have this like lock and key thing you do. Um, amongst my people, I am a bear. Corn fed, thick, little hairy, I'm a bear. So um, he thinks he guessed it because I'm laughing so hard. And then one by one, 30 of these little sixth graders jump up and like, he is a bear, we guessed it. He is a bear, Mr. Max, a bear. And so, because <laughs> I'm an asshole, <laughs> and I'm an amazing teacher, teacher of the year I'm working for, um, I go, you know what? I am a bear. And you know what? One weekend out of every summer, we should just get together with other bears. We should go up somewhere, like to a river. Yeah. <laughs> the <br> <laughs> Um, I don't think you're psychic, but you might, you might be slightly, you might have a little bit of the gift. Um, so like, we should get together with just other bears. Just hang around the river, just lounge around. These little sixth graders lost their shit. Ah, yes! I was like, oh my God, and nobody but bears allowed. The other sixth grade team, the Oregon Beavers. I said, and you know what? Not one beaver allowed. Bears only. They're wet, they're smelly, and they steal all our wood. I had 36th graders marching in the class. No, beavers allowed. No, beavers allowed. Oh, yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the funniest shit ever. And then I'm like, I'm going to fucking lose my job. One of these little shits is going to have a gay uncle or <laughs> their uncle's going to have a gay roommate or some shit. It's going to be Christmas. They're going to be talking about this shit. <sighs> and because I am a gifted teacher, to cross curriculum, um, we spent the last 15 minutes doing measurements of each other for assless chaps. Yeah, rough crown. Assless chaps is too soon. Um, go Bears. I know. Yeah. Little coincidence. I played rugby for Cal as well. Yeah. So, um, funny story and why, again, I should not get high. When I came out to my parents, I was about 23. Um, UC Berkeley playing rugby there. Good team. Really good team. Um, and I'm with my mom, and she owned a, a ceramic shop in Sebastopol. And I was like, oh, fuck, I got my I had to talk to my mom first. My mom's really close with my mom and close with all my family. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, but I don't smoke weed, and I'm the only person in the family that doesn't smoke weed. And we're sitting in the car, and I'm like, oh, shit, mom. I got something really important to tell you. 
And she's like, I'm like, oh, it's like it's it's big. She's like, you kicked out of school again? I'm like, no, 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 mom, I'm I'm gay. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? You're fucking kidding me. I had no clue. The moms are always supposed to know. And then she goes, she goes, uh, you want to celebrate? <laughs> and then um, <laughs> I, my parents were super supportive. My teammates were super supportive. Uh, my coach was super supportive. Everybody was supportive. And I was like, you know what? This is just too good to be true. I'm really missing this gay experience. Nobody's really ever talked shit to me. And like <laughs> the white male heteronormative privilege in this is 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 not lost on me. I'm like, <laughs> no one's ever talked shit. No one's ever called me a faggot. And I'm like, ah, this is bullshit. I'm missing out on some good stuff. Like my parents were so supportive. My brothers called me up right away. Like, hey, faggot. Oh, it means something now. Like, I, I just want you to know I love you no matter what. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm missing out on so much. So I decided once when I was high <laughs> to tell my high school friends, you know what you should do when you get really drunk at the bar? I want you to call my parents' house up at 2 a.m. and scream, their son's a faggot. Oh, yeah, it's real nice. Or, or just, you know, drive by the house. Right by the house, 2, 3 a.m., scream out the window, Ansel Max, a faggot! Oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm sensitive and kind, and I teach third graders. <laughs> and a big heart. And um, I was so high that I forgot I asked them to do this. And then I'm home a couple months later, and we're sitting on the couch, and shocker, they're getting high. <laughs> and I, I, I totally remember, and I was like, hey, you guys, <laughs> uh, any funny phone calls lately? <laughs> Oh, this is hysterical. <laughs> and they all start giving each other like glances, like, oh, shit. And then I'm like, hey, you know, guys, any random calls around 2 a.m.? <laughs> and they're like, oh, did you tell him? Did you, did you tell him? Then my family goes, how did you find out? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, I told them, I told my friends, call, talk shit. And they're like, we've been keeping it from you because we thought the taunting was just starting. I know. Uh, thank you so much. Um, short but sweet set. Um, my name is Etzel Mack, and have a great night. Keep it going for Etzel. The art teacher we all wish we had. It's amazing. Uh, I would not have pegged Etzel, but that didn't come out right. God damn it. <laughs> Can't say anything anymore. I'd peg him, whatever. I've already had a kid. I could try something new. He would make me feel like a girl, and I like that about him. All right. Our next comedian coming to the stage has a name that sounds like the first name culturally appropriated the last name. Give it up for Alex Papa. <laughs> Jam Papa, but still sounds like appropriation. I know what you mean now. That's the first time someone's brought that up, and it's horrifyingly accurate. My goodness. Uh, how we doing? Holy shit. I can't believe that weed is this legal here. It's like this legal. 
Like, I'm from Boston, and it's, like, pretty legal there. But it's wicked legal here. This is crazy. My whole life, I'm like, legalize marijuana. And then they do it. I'm like, oh, my God, they did it. Oh, my goodness. This is so nice. Uh, so, yeah, hi there. I'm from Boston. I uh, used to sell weed. And um, what used to happen in the past when I used to sell weed is that, so I was selling it right when they decriminalized it in Boston, which meant that a lot of people were buying weed for the first time which also meant that a lot of people were very bad at buying weed. Like, this dude used to call me, and he thought he still had to talk to me in code. So he'd call me up, and he'd be like, hey, so I was wondering if you had any baseball cards to trade. Like, this dude was so dumb, he definitely winked on the phone. (laughs) The other thing that people didn't realize is that Weed is, like, really strong now. Like, you don't need very much of it to get high if you never smoke weed. So they'd smoke a little bit, and they'd get too high, and then they'd call me, and they'd be like, was this laced? And it's like, dude, I didn't give you a bonus for free. <laughs> like, if you want, like, cocaine on your marijuana, you have to call me and be like, hey, so I was wondering if you had any baseball cards to trade. <laughs> That's the code you have to use. That's the thing with weed is there's no uh, breathalyzer for it. So, like, if you're too high, you have to make that call yourself. I call that hitting the ceiling. Because uh, you're too high. You got it. I had my ceiling moment last week. I was walking down the street, and I forgot which arm you're supposed to swing when you're walking. I was like, oh, is it the same? Or is it the opposite arm? And then I tried to play it cool, but when you're super high, you can never play it cool. So I was just walking down the streets of Boston like. (laughs) Just being an average guy. (laughs) (laughs) I just started getting medical marijuana, too. And uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm a hero. Uh, (laughs) It's crazy because... uh, Medical marijuana, like I had always smoked weed for fun, so it's hard for me to take it seriously as medicine, but they take it super seriously there. Like I go and I'm talking to the dude, and he's like, uh, what seems to be bothering you? And I was like, I have back pain. And he was like, is it chronic? And I was like, <laughs> 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 like they take every single aspect of it super seriously, except one thing, they never change any of the ridiculous names of the weed. So, like, you go in there, and you sit down with the doctor, and he's like, all right, Alex, what we're going to do for you here is give you something that's high in CBD. That's also going to release any sort of neural tension in your feelings. So we're going to go ahead and prescribe you the skunk bottom diesel. Skunk bottom diesel for you. It's like if your doctor gave you antidepressants, and it was like, and here are your no more boo-boo yum-yums. I just think it's weird the drugs are medicine until you do enough of them for them to be fun, and then they're drugs. That's like the whole thing. Like, you guys ever had a cold? All right. That's about as much of a <laughs> as an applause break you're going to get at a weed show. It's like a light, like, ha, 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 agreed. Uh, yeah, like, you, ever, you guys ever get a cold and, and you take Robitussin? But have you done Robitussin? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't recommend it, but if you drink a bottle of Robitussin, it makes you trip. It's called robo-tripping. And when I was 18 years old, I drank a whole bottle of Robitussin, and I fell asleep immediately, and then woke up in a trip for my first day of school at UMass Lowell. 
right? And you guys aren't familiar with Lowell, of course, but this is a very, very bad area of Boston. I asked for a, what was the California equivalent you gave me? Ten, so yeah, I'm tenderloin. Tenderloin. <laughs> that sounds shitty. Yeah, so I'm basically like at UC Tenderloin, right? And so, and like I'm walking to class. It's like a bad area. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm tripping balls. So I'm walking to class, and I get into class, and I sit down, and the professor starts talking to me. And I remember it just sounded like, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> And then I tried to say, excuse me back, but my friend said I just went, <laughs> but it was in a bad enough area that he was just like, ah, we lost another one and moved on. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend, transgender, they're female to male, and he was talking to me about getting a penis. And he was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to get a penis. And immediately I reacted like he was a tourist. I was like, you got to get the penis. You got to get the penis. It's a vital part of the experience. Maybe the best part. And he was like, no, it's not that. It's just that. So I guess when they give you a new penis, they have to take skin from another part of your body. And he was like, I just don't know if I would want like a big scar going down my arm. And I was like, well, I mean, like, you'd probably rather have a big scar and a little scar. You know what I mean? Like, is the, is the arm scar going to be the new big feet? It's like, you know what they say about a guy with a big arm scar? He's got a big dick. And it's brand new. I think it's weird now that on Facebook, uh, they give you a like button, and they give you a mad button, and they give you a sad button, but there's still no doesn't give a shit button. I would use that a lot more. Like, I don't want to ignore the post. I want them to know I don't give a shit about it. You know what I mean? When people are like, just accepted a big job offer. Alex Jampapa doesn't give a shit. Be nice. How about this one? I'm pregnant. Here's a picture of my ultrasound. Gross. Alex Jampapa doesn't give a shit. Like, here's a picture of me in my new bikini. Alex Jampapa likes this. You got to pick your battles. That's important in life. The craziest thing I've seen on Facebook now is, uh, or Facebook related, I guess. Actually, you guys are probably hyper aware of this. Have you heard that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is going to try to run in 2020, like for president? Yeah. No, I swear to God I heard that. And I'll tell you this, man. If he gets the nomination, that dude will win the election because Mark Zuckerberg has access to everything that we have ever posted on Facebook, which means that Mark Zuckerberg has blackmail on everyone. Because what are you going to do? You're going to go on Facebook, and you're going to post your political opinion, because these days, that's the only way most of us can come. <laughs> and you're going to be like, I'm not voting for Zuckerberg, and then you're going to get a message from Zuckerberg, a Facebook memory coming back to haunt you. It's going to be like, on this day, eight years ago, you looked at your hot cousin's profile 87 times. <laughs> And you're going to be like, this is an invasion of my privacy. And Facebook's going to be like, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't give a shit. The callback only works if the first joke worked and it didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I should have just cut it. Here comes the big closer. Uh, 
Um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, this app. I love it now, and I've been using it for years, Venmo. Uh, if you don't know Venmo, this is an app that you used to pay people, uh, but when you pay people, you have to give a reason. So if it's something illegal, you have to lie. I'm just hoping like they never go back through the Venmo transactions and call people out because they never covered my tracks very well, especially in college when I was really wiling out. It's going to be like, all right, Alex, so we're just looking back at a few things here. And it says right here that on April 23rd of 2014 at 3 a.m., you spent $80 on pizza. Yeah, it was a late night. I was really hungry. Okay. Uh, but then it says here that at 4 a.m., one hour later, you spent $80 on pizza. <laughs> Bit of a pizza head, I guess. <laughs> Okay, but then it says here that at 5 a.m., you spent $80 on pizza, parentheses, LOL, cocaine. <laughs> By the way, I was wondering if you had any baseball cards to trade. <laughs> yeah, because the first one worked, so then I could use the callback this time. We're so ignorant in Boston, man, for years I thought white privilege just meant cocaine. <laughs> People would be like, you have white privilege, and I'd be like, I know, I feel so confident, it's like I could do anything. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, that's all from me. Keep it going for Alex, all the way from Boston. We made it. Are you ready for your last comic of the evening? Are you ready to lose your fucking minds? Oh, we're all so fucking high. All right. Please make it loud for Andy Bacaro! I got it. It's our A. I cannot believe I caught that. I might have turned it off. Is it work? All right, there we go. It's working. I can't believe I caught that. I'm going to be thinking about that for the next 10 minutes. There's no way. There's no way I can think about a set when the, that's like the most athletic thing I've done. S literally 16 years old was the last time I had the hand eye to just nab something. And I've been smoking nonstop for like an hour and a half. It's been crazy. What's going on, Levi? What's up? Uh, saying hi to friends on stage. Wow, we're really stoned. And uh, can I say this? The fact that you're all still here shows a level of politeness that is really something special, especially the comics. We all know how polite we are to still be here watching each other. And so I just want to say thank you to that before I even start. And thanks to Pam for putting this together, for having us and everything. Um, I, uh, this is one of those cities where, uh, like, we're talking about pot tonight, obviously, weed-themed show, where uh, sometimes uh, I get a little upset that I'm liberal. When I'm in San Francisco, it definitely happens. I can't even go to Portland because I think I'll become an independent. I, you know what I like, <laughs> afraid just from what the Portland comics have said. And I have friends at Dead uh, Comedy Portland for a long time, and I know that it would push me further somewhere. I don't even know which direction. Probably south. I don't even know which way I would go there. But, uh, like, I just, you know... It's like just politically, I don't have any real convictions. It's, it's tough for me uh, because I haven't had a lot of adversity. You know what I mean? I'm willing to admit that. You know what I mean? Because every political argument I've ever had ends with me going, I don't know, maybe you're right. I don't fucking know. 
<laughs> I don't know. You could be right. Maybe you're right. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not gonna Wikipedia this, but you know, let's quit talking about it. But I, I don't know. I, I, I like, like seriously, like I. Well, last time I was here, a friend of mine lives over the sunset something. I don't know, outer sunset, inner sunset, something like that. And uh, there was a dude as we're walking to a place, just taking a shit. Uh, on the wall, just like leaning, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's art here, but just leaning on the wall, just bleep, taking a shit. And I was totally grossed out. And she was like, oh, that happens. You know, it's our neighborhood, meaning it was his neighborhood too. And I get that to a degree, like he's allowed to be there. But dude, go behind a dumpster. Like, why do we got to be so nice here? Can there, can we draw some sort of line? Can we at least say, look, all right, I know you're homeless. I know that you don't have an LA fitness membership, so you got to shit somewhere. I get it. But come on, not against the wall as people are going in the building and everyone's just cool. Everyone just waves like, that's just Willie. That's where he shits. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the East Coast, somebody would at least be like, hey, you know what? Go behind a dumpster, dude, please. Can you go somewhere rehose anyway, for Christ's sake? I don't, hate, I don't hate you and I don't want you to leave or be arrested, but just fucking not in front of the kids. Just diarrhea. And it's always diarrhea because obviously they don't eat well. So you know what I mean? It's not like... Somebody had mentioned solid stools before. You never see those. Just saying, when I'm in downtown L.A. and I step in something, I don't just assume it's from a dog. You know what I mean? I just I just throw away those shoes. But no. I uh, I don't know. It's weird being in L.A. And, and fucking stoners are still excited to meet each other. Is it like that here at all? Fucking ever see two stoners meet? Fucking freak out like it's rare? Are you kids? 2018 in California. That'd be like two white kids in Wisconsin being like, no way, you two? Holy shit. Where did I find you at? <laughs> it's, it's a little, uh, my one buddy, uh, I, I just gave him money because, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel like going to the weed store and he was going. I was like, pick me up something. He was like, all right. He comes back and you got to be so specific now. There's fucking brands and fucking all these different names and levels of shit. It's like becoming wine. You know what I mean? Like there's exp- there's like really expensive bullshit, and then there's like the stuff. You know, it, it's it's really. We- I just it makes me honestly miss going to somebody I don't like's house. You know what I mean for 15 minutes. That was easier than going. I gotta sit in a lobby as a security guard looks at shit, and then fucking get up. You gotta go into the store. Everything's behind glass, like it's the future. And, and like like it's just fucking. It's so complicated. It didn't make it easier. It was a little bit easier when you just knew a guy. You know, now you're like, oh, I want to go. It's Friday afternoon. Fucking line's going to be out the door, God. It's like more complicated. There was never a line out the door when he knew a guy. He was always home playing video games. Now sometimes it's busy. I'm trying to think of all my pot material while I'm stoned. That doesn't work out that well, right? I can't fucking figure everything out while you're stoned. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I, 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 I like uh, I like pot so much that it's kind of become embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of I'm the uncle that goes outside too much at Thanksgiving. You know? All right? Have, uh, anybody else here? That person that just yeah, right? A- every single family gathering, you're just outside with your one hitter. It's like don't bother Uncle Andy. He's making a call on his wooden phone. Leave him alone. He's <laughs> don't go outside right now. You know what I mean? It go. It, there's like a point. And somewhere in your early 30s where it goes from being, like, a kind of cute hobby to, seriously, dude, you got to be high for this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fucking Thanksgiving with family and you got to be baked out of your fucking mind. Yes, I do. <laughs> dude, this is the best day of the year for food. I'm going to smoke as much as I can. 
And now that again, now that I'm, I'm fucking blatant with it, I'm just I tell them don't let the kids come outside right now. This is gonna be like I'm smoking this whole blunt to my face. Everybody stay inside. I'm a grown man, and if you don't like it, I'll get a hotel, and we won't even have Thanksgiving together. How about that? And my mom gets a little sad, and I smoke the blunt, and that's how we spend Thanksgivings. Around my house, or not my house, I, ca- I do not have a place big enough to host a Thanksgiving party. I actually am in the process of moving into an apartment soon uh, with uh, three other comedians in Los Angeles. Again, I'm 32 years old. Don't cl- it's okay, don't clap. No. I was just kind of, I was thinking the other day what a trip it is, the fact that, like, if I could have told 16-year-old me that 32-year-old me would be moving into a house with all comedians in Los Angeles trying to be a comedian... I would have been so excited. I would have lost my mind. But 32-year-old me is losing my mind for completely different reasons. Right now, I got Stanley Steamer going to that place to fucking (laughs) correct. It's been like four generations of comedians living there. So the fucking, oh, the carpets are like, oh. They're like a movie theater that's been abandoned. That's what the carpets seem like. There's like dust on... No, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get these. Car- I'm gonna get carpet squares. You can buy carpet squares, and you pull. Why am I talking about this? This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. I have absolutely no material on anything to do with any of what I just said. With, with the fact that I'm moving or the carpet squares, nothing. I have nothing there for it. Weed jokes. Stay on topic. Oh, I wrote a couple on my hand. Oh yeah. No, you know what's weird is like um is is and I don't blame them. Uh, again, this is another homeless joke. That's weird. But uh, anyway, um, you see them smoking weed a lot now in L.A. Do you guys have that? Obviously in San Francisco, like a lot of times, if they get enough money, it used to be they go buy a ba- uh, you know a little bit of scotch or something. Now they get a little, or you know, yeah, that's you know heroin's a little bit of a worse one. I grew up in a really privileged area, so I I, I never even never even really seen heroin to be honest with you. But anyway, I uh, I know I and I'll, I'll walk through the tenderloin and I'll learn. Um. <laughs> I lose my train of thought so easy. Oh yeah, but a lot of the homeless are smoking weed now in LA, and and it's weird. A lot of people are getting mad at them. They're like, "Why are they spending all the only money they have on fucking uh, on weed?" And it's like in New York, people used to say the same shit. They'd be like, "Look at his jacket. That's a hundred and eighty dollars jacket, man. How does he have that?" It's like, dude, he's homeless. That jacket is like that's real important for him, right? You know what I mean? That's like his number one thing he needs. Why are you t- taking him down a notch? You know? <laughs> And then in L.A., if you're homeless, it's kind of, if you smoke a joint, probably a nice 20 minutes or so every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, the weather's decent. The, you know, everybody, there's a lot of people watching. It's a nice way to be homeless and forget for, like, 25 minutes. You know what I mean? I think it's pretty shitty we're judging them. Let them smoke the weed outside. But this is a very pro-homeless fucking set. Thank you. I was a little judgmental on where they should shit, I'll admit. But I came around at the end and, and <laughs> I, I read what, what the note was. A- anybody finding themselves now that weed is super legal and you can buy the kind of weed you want, like when you want it, like if you want a sativa for, I don't know why people want sativas, I'm a fat guy, you know what I mean? I'm an in- indica, you know, guy. Kind of do it. I'm not. People, like, oh, you sativa. You go on a hike. Oh, that's what I want to do. Stoned. I want to smoke a. I want to smoke a bowl and go on a hike. That's fucking. That's always been my dream. <laughs> Fuck that. No, I want to fucking. 
You know, you know what you realize? I realized every time I was on the East Coast and I just got weed and I didn't know what it was and I smoked it late at night and couldn't go to bed, I was like, oh, that was just called a sativa. I just thought that was weird weed. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but now I'm on the West Coast and I know. But now I find myself doing something really snotty. I don't know. Everybody in here obviously smokes weed for the most part. If you don't, I'm sorry that you had to be gassed out during this. Um, but do you find yourself asking what it is? Before you smoke it, anybody do it? Do you ask what it is? Like, what is what is this? What is this? It's a little. It's so shitty. It's so shitty. And I'm not blaming you because I I'm talking. I do it. We all do it. It's we used to be. Oh, thank you. And then you take the big hit. And now we've literally gone in just a couple of years to what is this though? What is? Where did you buy it? What kind of paper? They, like, we are so judgmental about this shit. We're like old white ladies with wine. That's what we've become. we got to tone it down a little bit. I think that's the biggest laugh I'm going to get this late after in this set. Thank you guys for sticking around. Thanks for listening. I'll see you this weekend. I'm Andy Picaro. Thanks, guys. I'm not even going to touch the mic anymore. Fucking dangerous. It's a drive-by miking. Give it up for all of the comedians you saw tonight. Thank you so much for sticking around. This is going to be the funniest part of the night. It's where we all go outside and try to remember where we parked. It's going to be hilarious. No, uh, that's part of it. Let's welcome Pam up to the stage. Yay! Keep it going for Justin Lockfeld. Yay! Amazing host. Yay! No one knows weed better than him. As many years as he's been alive, all weed, all the time. Uh, we have a opening night party at Asiento that's right up the corner. It's, it's there's it looks like the science of the world on the, what's it, astrology, astronomy, something like that, uh, up on the corner. So um, head on up there and have a good time. Thank you guys so much for being here on the opening night, and this has been so amazing. Clap it up for yourselves, yay! And uh, remember, all week long. At um at Asiento, you get happy hour pricing all night long if you say you're from the festival. So we can't have alcohol here, but you can always go up there and say, "Hey, I'm part of the festival," and you get happy hour pricing. So yay for our one of our festival sponsors. Thanks so much again to George W. Smith running the not George W. Smith. George W. Smith was a Christian singer from back in the day. It's George D. Smith. I'm sorry. And Jen Eros at the door, and everybody at Mutiny Radio. Thank you guys so much. Yay. I mean, he was so lucky to be given. Okay, this Rancho Deluxe he made. Yep, it's Bug House Square. It's Tuesday. It's uh, six o'clock. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. And uh, everything seems to be working. This is, this is going to be great. Um, yeah. Have you that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man i've been hearing his name all over the land well what's going on what's going on we're um our we're deviating a little bit um but it's gonna it's a love show and uh I, it's Black History Month, but I've done, I've, 
Has he gone? I'm, I, I need, I, I need, uh, I need to, with the love, I need to like go, I need to go everywhere for the love tonight. So that's what it's going to be. Rainy night down in the engine house. Sleeping just as still as a mouse. Man come along and he chased us out in the rain. Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days, we'd pass the time away Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killed him in the river Some strange man was that A vigilante man Vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Carry that sawdough shotgun in his hand Would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land Sure about it. 